0: Hello, everyone. Today, we are learning Dav Kufhe of Tera'er, the haisafahs of Parshas and the blessing that Yaakov gives to son Yosef, Ben Peres Yosef Ben Peres Ali So in this moment, we're gonna explore a couple things. One, why is it that it says Ben Peres twice, that um, Yaakov blesses Yosef that you uh, should be a, your son, uh, a gracious son, or a son with charm, charming son, twice. Why did I say, um, I guess, uh, attractive, literally means attractive, I guess, that attacks the eye of one who sees him. But what does that mean, um, according to Pnini Sinyanim? And also, we have to understand, like, spiritually, what is the whole idea of Yesef Hurat and the passage of the Haggadah of us being slaves in Egypt, to Pharaoh in Mitzrayim, and that Hashem taking us out of Egypt, um, Baruchnius. Now, to understand all this, we first have to really understand what is Arch Anpin. And for this Mimer, we're gonna really equate Arch Anpin to Kesser. So Arch Anpin really is an it's there's a machlekis, I guess, in Mekabalim that Uh, Whether it's Arach Anpin is a part of Orin Sof, or is it a part of Atsilos? So the answer really is that it's both, as brought down by the Arizal, that Arach Anpin is essentially an intermediary between Atsmos and Atsilos and the emanations. Since, um, since Orient Sof is really a spectrum uh, that spans many different levels, and the very end of that level of, of Orient Sof is Pin. And that is actually that connecting piece, so to speak, to really take that infinite light of Orient Sof and make it possible to be Emanated into uh, emanations, as we know as the ten spheres, the ten spheres of Atzilus. So, yes. So, in order to explain this concept further, to understand that Orion self. And at Silos are to each other, they're completely infinitely, couldn't be further from each other in the sense that our own self is literally infinitude to the ultimate extreme, um, infinite, complete white light, just simple infinity, simple, vast, uh, infinite oneness of Hashem, of infinite light, so to speak. Uh, whereas at Silos, the emanations of the ten spheres are uh, they're specific. Um, they are granted they are infinite in certain aspect, but in other aspect they are very much um, have a sense of his chalkut. His halkus is uh, has different variations. For example, chachma, wisdom is even though uh, silos as an emanation of wisdom, is an infinite emanation of wisdom, is still very specifically wisdom and not understanding or wisdom and not chesed. Or it's, yeah, it's not kindness. Chesed, loving kindness, the first of the emotions, that is a very unique um, godly uh, light that is channeled in a very specific direction. Um, so we see that our self is really not shy at all to the concept of his chalcos. That's where Atilus comes in. So how do we bridge this gap between complete infinitude to um, this concept of his chalcos, infinitude? So the general rule we have is that we don't call... With the spheres, don't even have the name Elokus associated with it, meaning it's not actual hundred percent godliness in the sense of our in self. Why we don't we don't call the spheres god because the light that is in Chachmah, even though the light in Chachma came from Orion Self, the thing is once it's in the vessel of Chachma think of each of the 10 spheres, it's 10 kalim, 10 vessels, vessel of Chachma, even though the orin self, uh caused it to come into existence, after the light of Orient self is in the Kali of Chachma, um, it is now, I guess, redefined, and it is now within that boundary and parameter of just being Chachma. And not anything else when it's in that keli, so we can't call it elokus, so to speak. Um, so, because it's more of a contracted light, as it is now in the keli of chachma. And yeah, so that so it's it's contracted, and there's a symptom already involved, and that's why we actually refer to the or in self as Eloka, And we don't um, we don't call it the or that will soon be chachma or whatever it is. Oran self is actually called Eloka, um, and the there's a whole proof for it based on the verse Vimir Havaya Lemaisha, that the, the name Havaya in the spheras of keser, meaning Havai can be either a specific sphera, keser or chachma, but really it's not one or the other, but it is the source of the two, which really comes from our own self. So aloka is really beyond um, the actual vessels of Atos itself, but rather our own self. And according to this, it is known, for example, the name Kale uh, of God, Aleph Lamed. That is God's name corresponding to the sphere of Chesed. So the question is, is it God or is it Chesed? What is it? Yeah. So really, um, Kale is the name Feresheb. So just like we call a person by name, we have, you know, God is called Kel. So however, the intent of the name Kel is the sphere of chaser. And the intent, um, I guess, is explained, the simple explanation of the intent is that the or in sof is enclosed in the sphere of chaser. Um, and through this and all the spheres, we have this general rule that we refer to Hashem, but not to his attributes, meaning to say that the name kale is really, we're talking about the orange of light that happens to be in the vessel of chesed, but we're not, but we're not saying that Hashem is his midais God forbid. Um, as we explain in other places. Now behold, after the fact that there that we know now that our Soph is completely beyond, and it's a simple um, infinite light that I guess is extends itself into very specific lights in specific vessels, we are forced to say now that there needs to be there must be some intermediary between the infinite or of light and the kalim and the world of etsilos and the emanations in order to uh tolerate in order to have this process happen why is that because since they are complete opposites We know there's a general rule that they're always, whenever you have two opposites, the only way to unite unite them is you need some kind of method or mode, a connector, a shittuf, um, to connect and unite these two, uh, you need a middleman, so it's become a mutzah, to unite these two opposites. And this is Arach anping, as we've been discussing, that... There is in anpin, it has from within anpin the light of our self itself. But at the same time, it has the ability to take that light and uh, extend it into the world of atzillus, of emanation, into those specific mo- ten modes of emanation. Now, behold, it is understood that because of the level of Atzmos, of the infinite light of Hashem that is in Archa Ampin, um, because that uh, that there's still not a reason for the existence of Chachma Bina yet even after the fact that there's light of the infinite itself in Archanpin. This is because, so, but, so this, the way that this happens, so the way this happens is through the tzimtzum of kesser of Archanpin, which in a certain sense does not become, um, does not become uh, extended. So, and this is because this is from the level of achorayim of arachanpin, which is Paro. So in order to so this is actually, now we're explaining one of the questions we had uh, at the beginning of Remimer, what is this, uh, the idea of the passage of the Haggadah, where it says that avadim um, Hayinu that, l'far It's actually referring to a specific modality in which the um, I guess the elokus, the, the the of the essence of Orien Sof, is not able the slavery and the servitude of the Jews in Egypt that makes it that 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 light is that infinite light is not able to properly expand and extend into um and into etzilus. And so, therefore, it actually has this, like, backwards, achuraim uh, klipa, dikka way of going into arachanpin, um, which, which makes sense because the word paray, avadim hayinu faro mitraim, that they're slaves to faro. Faro is the, is the same letters as oiref, which is the back of the neck. So it's only coming down through a backwards way. You know, a paro away. And the is the idea of constriction. So it's not really flowing through properly that mode of elokus. But with the giula, we have that Hashem took us out of Egypt. So what does that mean? That the arch anpin is actually properly able to enclose itself into the chachman into the spheres starting with wisdom and understanding chachman Bina and all the rest of the spheres that the light of Kesser is able to extend in and um the itself properly into chachma and Bina and all the other spheres and this was the um, this is thanks to the specific aspect of Archanpin that we can attribute to this is the aspect of yesoid within Arachanpin. Um, and because we know there's a principle of the Teva Toy tev, therefore, this um, the elements of Yesoid of Archanpin is naturally wants to cause this uh, godly infinite light of our own self to. Um, and mashpil itself and to bring it down lower into all the other spheres and into the other worlds. Um, So also down here in this world, so when it doesn't work properly, like we were saying, the idea of Gullus and being slave to Pharaoh, um, we have in this world, we we see a lot of that constriction and the Mitzrayim, these Mitzars, of pina I guess, like maybe like blockages, those are constrictions. So, in the world of Bria, in our world, in the lower worlds, we see this that the illumination of Hashem's essence is missed out, is not really present um, in the world properly because it's uh, concealed thanks to Pharaoh, uh, the, this, this uh, enslavement, so to speak, of. The godly light that's not able to properly come down in a healthy way, but rather in a backwards way. Um, so, therefore, it's not able to properly um, do that. And that's just the nature of how the world operates in Gullus. So, the source of this concept in our Anpin of Etzelus, this general concept we've been discussing, is the aspect of the lack of Hespashtus of Ratzin and Chachma and Bina. So meaning that there's a disconnect between the will, which is connected to Keser or Archanpin, and, and the wisdom, which is the beginning of the um, which actually brings us to another topic that a connected a related topic that we have two different aspects of Ratzin. Um, it's really a spectrum, but two general aspects. One in which the Ratzin and the Chabad or the Chachma, which is the first of the spheres um, are very much related. So for so to speak that the Ratzin is really only gonna to wanna to do something that the intellect uh, also wants to do, meaning I wanna do something because the intellect wants it. <laughs> Um, which in a certain sense, in our um, mashal, that's a greater level because you have that connection, but there could be negatives to that also. Um, But there's an even higher level of rat. There's another level of ratzan that really it's not even dependent on uh, chachma. There's really not even that connection, which was kind of like we were just explaining earlier where there wasn't that proper connection between the um the arch anpin as it was able to come down into chachma. So therefore what you end up having is that the it's a I guess it's called atzmos harasa, atmosharatzain um which essentially the idea is it makes it possible for someone to want something that's completely irrational so to speak this kind of explains in the. This could be in the negative sense, but it could also be in the positive sense. How Hashem has, is ercha paim, how Hashem has infinite patience, so to speak, even for Rishayim to do tshuva, for example. Um, you know, and the reason why it says then Pirkey that there's ten generations from Adam to Noach, is in order to show how much patience, kama ercha paim, which even like a level, it's a patience to a level that's beyond uh, intellect, human intellect. Okay. okay, so now we move on to the next paragraph of Ahine. Now in truth, in order that there should be an arousal uh, from this descent of light, of the essence of Hashem's light, into Chapman Bina and all the other spheres of Atsilus, which is a great contraction of light. Is only thanks to only can made mainly be attributed to the level of yesoid. What's so special about yesoid? That essentially yesoid is special because it's part of a unique process we're about to describe in which there is an arousal of the feminine waters of my nukvin, which uh, which is essentially mahos that. Actually, is able to arouse and inspire Yesoid. Um and then from there, the attribute of Yesoid is able to ascend um, the mind, the feminine waters. These, uh, I guess, malchus in a sense, um, in essence, to its to, uh, to Hashem's essence. So, and then from there, it's able to be mamshech, and be drawn down afterwards um, in the same way that in the same process we were describing earlier with the uh, atzimah and saif coming down into the kingdom of etzils, etc. So the two types of elevations or inspirations of these feminine waters is alluded to in arguably the most famous passage of the Torah, the Shema, the Shema Yisrael. So the word Shema actually can be split up into Shame Ein, which which alludes to the arousal of the feminine waters, which is Malchus of Malchus, Man Dinukva, Geshem Ban, and then Israel represents the second the arousal of the feminine waters of Yesoid, which would be machlus of Yesoid, then that is able to spark the process of Hashem Elokeinu, which um, is essentially the idea of, or in self, um, being mispashet into the estrospheres, starting with Chacham and Bina. And then from Chacham Bina, coming down into Zah, to the emotions, and this causes Havaya, the tetragrammaton of yud which is the of sovetzilos, to be achad, to be one. So Shema Yisrael, Havaya al Havaya Chad. Uh, From above to below in an uh, abundant way. So the expansion of all this in order to understand this, we have to understand the word Shema. The first word of the Shema has a large letter Ayin written in it. And when you read it from the Torah, it has a large Ayin. So what's the significance of this? It's shame Ayin, the name of, of uh, Ayin, which is the number 70. The number 70, is the can for the letter Ayin, alludes to the seven Tachtoynes Ima, i guess the seven sub attributes of of uh, Ima, which would be bina that from them from these seven sub uh, these attributes from that stem from bina that from them we have uh becomes the seven king seven supernal kings that we actually mention in the Chumash. and that which do we have this large iron comes to allude to these seven kings. Um, we ha- we have in many places lefne melach melach, and we have the succession of these seven kings that come from this level of ban. Um, and we are not going to go into into too much detail here. Now, the whole concept of ha'ala'a, which is the idea of arousal or elevation, it's known we can actually use a, a muscle, an analogy to help us understand this. That when we want, there's a rule that when we praise a Talmud, a student, before his master, let's say you want to say how great an individual Talmud Chacham is, we, all, we always should do it in front of his master. Um, why? Even though you mainly want to praise the Talmud, the all the the fact of the matter is is that all of the intellects uh, that the that the student the Talmud acquired is really from the Rav from his teacher. So by ha- by praising the student with the teacher present, you're uniting the two in their source and elevating it before, elevating him, meaning the Talmud before his master. So he's able to receive, um, I guess, additional abundance, uh, Shafa, additional light and uh, chayas and seichel, uh from the Rav and so similarly, we can under, it can be understood that when we mention the word shma, which is sh, the shame Ein, with that large Ein, this elevates the attribute of Malchus compared to its source, which which it is uh, which it's separate from. Meaning to say, meaning to say that the reason why the ayin is bigger is because we are ele- want to elevate the malchus um, and showing the fact that the malchus is separate, meaning to say uh, that the attribute of malchus um, comes um, we're able to cause in it many elevations um, all the way up to the world of its silos. And uh, I guess we'll suffice that for the understanding, for those who understand that. So next, so moving on, that in order to understand well this concept of ha'la, of elevation or arousal, um, this this halah in in the essence of the meshpiah of the person giving of the the one that's giving over. We have first have to preface the pasuk about Yosef that Yosef is this level of yisoid sim gufa Yosef represents, I guess, that that end of the body where the or the um, just below the waist that body part, um, and which is. The private parts of the male, um, the male organ, um, and the concept we're going to uh, bring down this very fascinating concept that through this this yasoid, through this uh, I guess this organ and this part of the body, um, we're able to understand this whole that's able it's able to have this direct connection to the brain, and so in the analogy with Yisrael, meaning Yaakov, or Yisrael being the brain and Yasef being the aside, you have this direct connection straight from the brain down to the aside, to the, uh, to the private um, parts, to the private part of the male, um, which is able to have that unique connection, which is able to elevate the um, makabal of the woman and thereby elevate also the Yisaita of the man as well. So it says in the Pasach, that behold, your son comes to you, and, he, Yisrael, and Yisrael, meaning Yaakov Avinu, becomes strengthened by the fact that Yosef is sitting on the bed, or that, is, that he's coming, that that he's coming, that he came to him. and he sat on the bed. So we have to understand why is the fact that um, Yosef comes to him that strengthens uh, Yaakov Avinu you know, to be able to sit up on the bed. Um, so the the concept is is that Yisrael and Yosef, which I guess here in the Nimshal would be the seichel and yesoid are extremely so interrelated and interconnected, just like the physical um, bris, the, the private um, part of the male, uh, the physical private part of the male. It's known that in physicality, we know that in kishui el abadas, which means that there's no, a man can't have an erection without uh, actively knowing, without having active uh, knowledge that he's doing so. So meaning to say that the moment that he is thinking about, you know, whatever thing that will arouse him, that will activate the, the erection. But the second that he stops thinking about it, or whatever he, the, that was arousing him, that um, that the that the that his private part this this limb the bris, will go back down it'll die back down it won't be erected anymore. So, and we know that there's a connection and his chabrus to uh, so we know that there's this intrinsic connection between the brain and the um, and the private part the male privates. Um it's just a very direct line connection that's even more direct to a certain extent, more than um, other limbs of the body. Um, Because for example, like if I have a desire to throw a ball or something, or to like wave my hand, it's not immediately gonna happen, like uncontrollably, I'm just gonna throw the ball with my hand. No, but only by the male mem, the the private part um, of the male, uh, will that immediate reaction happen so the reason for this natural phenomenon and spiritual phenomenon um, is that i'm not a doctor but there's nerve fibers that stem from the brain stem that come all the way down from the brain down the spinal cord the, through the middle of the spinal cord um and it connects straight um, obviously, it branches out and connects to other limbs as well, but it also connects uh, very strongly straight to the um, the private parts of the male, um, straight from the brain. And so, to such an extent, they literally become almost like one entity. And this is how why it's possible for a male to get an erection immediately, um, without any uh, lapse at all immediately once he thinks it goes the the message goes straight down to the private part of the male and the the action is made so also this uh the seed of the male um this the, the spiritual seed i guess the potential for birth uh within the female is actually also comes straight from the brain um, and is drawn down through the spinal cord, the message to procreate, to actually create the potential for life, is actually comes from the brain. Um, now, if there is some sort of, I guess, uh, weakness in the brain, then the baby, it won't be possible to have a baby through that union. Um, and similarly the opposite. If you have a weakness in the male member member, the male um uh private part of the body, you also um the the brain won't feel as strong of a pleasure in the experience of being uh together with uh for the husband to be with his wife because the because the private part of the male is completely one, literally one, and it's considered exactly one with the brain of the male. And so we find that whether we have this elevation, this ha'la, this elevation, which is the um, erection to arouse this, the drop of the semen um, spiritually and physically, that it's literally like one thing, it's literally considered one, whether we have the the drawing down of the, the drop of the semen or the, the drop of the uh, the seed, so to speak, um, or uh, we have the arousal of the actual reaction, both are, it's all considered one uh, concept, just two stages of one concept. And from all of this, it's understood, Baruchnes. So all of this was really an analogy to understand the spiritual concept by uh, Yosef and Yaakov, his father, and also by, uh, by Hashem. Um, so we say that Yosef is the level of Yesoid, Gufa. So Yesoid is, um, is the attribute of the emotional, the last of the of uh, uh, the emotions which is the end of the, of the torso of the body, the very, the most bottom part before the legs split off, <clears throat> which is that concept of connection, as we know, is it is a note. And there's two levels with regards to the concept of his gastris, of, of connection and uniting the yesoid, the elements of yesoid of the Tenspheros is most connected to the idea of connecting to another person, which makes sense biologically as well. So there's two elements of connection. The first one is from below to above. For example, that the male needs to have a, an arousal, a physical arousal, but also spiritually this element of the, the attribute, this attribute of yesoid needs to, I guess, arouse itself and connect itself um, to something that is above it. Um like, I guess, I guess that, that I guess the analogy for that is the actual erection, um, that a man has. And the second level of the connection is the actual drawing down of the semen or the, uh, or the seed, so to speak from above, which spiritually connects the idea of drawing down the godly light, um, from above. Uh, from something a point an aspect higher than it which in this case would be the orange so to draw down um into the macabre into the recipient um so that will suffice for those that understood um all that so and it also says in the pasach that Hine yesif ba that yisif comes to you came to you or behold, Yosef came to you. So what does that mean? That the level of that, I guess, Yosef and Yisrael is like Yisrael is the body and Yosef is the limb, is the private part. Um, But really, the whole point we're trying to get at here is that it's all one. The Pasuk says, it says later. So Immediately, when Yosef comes, then Yaakov uh, Avinu, his father, is strengthened. So we see that unity between these two elements of that of the drop of the potential of seed from the father um, and the um, the immediately immediately reaction from the son uh, from the side. Um, so, moving forward, from this we can understand also the elevation of Yisrael, of Yaakov, of Vinu, higher and higher. So Yaakov, through this, uh, I guess, the arousal that Yosef is able to have, he's able to ascend to even higher level, to Atz, to Hashem's essence, which is the level of Yechida, which is the, the pinta the essence of the soul, and the essence of God. And from there, the um, the brain, the intellect is able to um, derive a certain level of pleasure within the intellect. And from there, uh, I guess it would then come back down. Um, and yeah, and then that's specifically the kavadas of the two levels, the two words of Shema Yisrael. Shema being, I guess, the arousal, from below of Machus and of Yisoyed, and the Yisrael, in the Israel of the elevation of Yisrael to or Sof uh, to make it be able to be Mashbia into the Esser Sphere of Atilos through Archanpin. Now, moving on to the next paragraph, we're finally going to answer the question we had at the beginning of, uh, of our deeper Machka, of our Pasach, the fact that it says Ben paid us twice. So, to answer this, we can now it's going to make a lot more sense to understand this idea that, that the, the reason why it says Ben Pyrus twice in the Pasek is to allude to two different types or levels of connection. So, the first Pyrus, the word Pyrus, Pei pay Vav Resh Saf, is, uh, I guess, connected to the idea of, of Pyrrha verivia of being fruitful and multiplied. So, um, so it comes to explain the reason that why Yosef is called Ben Piras, because he has an abundance of ability to give over his seed, his physical seed, and cause to give birth, um, cause to create. The, the, the attribute of Yesoid has that ability to help cause, to create from something from nothing, um, to literally create, souls and angels from absolute nothingness which is the whole idea of his gastris, of connection connecting the i guess the supernal to the from the high to the low so so the whole idea is is the way that he's able to connect make that connection from above to below is the second ben paris series. ben paris the, the second ben paris says ben paris ale. Oyin, which is very interesting because Ale-Oyin can actually um, is an even deeper level of connection, which is actually from below to above, which is even greater. That that makes it uh, ascend, you say it ascend all the way to Atmos. And Ale-Ayin, was Ale-Ayin Above. Ale means above. Ayin means the letter Ayin. So through this Hiscatius, the level of yesoite is able to ascend even beyond the level of Ain, this this large Ain of the Shema, which we were talking about before, to reach all the way um, to um, elevate the feminine waters of Machos, which ascends all the way to its source, to Atzimus, and is able to bring down that light through our arachanpin, our into the spheres of as we spoke earlier. Um, because according to the um, measure, consummate to the elevation of the feminine waters is the flow of the masculine waters. And the explanation of this idea is understood from the souls of tzaddikim is a beautiful analogy with regards to the souls of tzaddikim there's two different i guess ways tzaddikim can cleave themselves to godliness so there are tzaddikim that they're they cleave to godliness uh through you know tachlis talkless hafshatais hagashmias i guess completely removing any physicality in their lives and being totally focused on spirituality with an absolute mysterious nefesh giving over their lives to really um cleave to godliness and spirituality so that's one level of tzaddikim uh there's the second level of tzaddikim type of tzaddikim that they have mysterious nefesh, true mysterious nefesh, like the first group but um they're actually loftier because um why because their mysterious nafesh um, causes an, an even greater, um, I guess, uh, ha'ara shining um, in Etzillas. Um And I guess the analogy is brought down in a Gemara in Barachais that uh, Rabbi Echanan Ben-Zakai and Rabbi Chanina were both praying for, I guess, Rabbi Echanan Ben-Zakai's uh, complete healing. But Rabbi Chanina's prayers were answered specifically because he was compared to an Eved, because he was on a lower level than Rabbi Yechonim and And because he was like an Eved, the prayers of a servant are, are answered much more than a prayers of a minister to the king, for example, because the servant of the king can really enter the king's palace at any time because he's a servant, he's constantly serving. So he's much more in constant contact with the king as opposed to the servant Sorry, as opposed to the minister, a high-ranking minister, he can only um, really approach the king when there are ex- when there are important matters to discuss. So he doesn't have that constant access. He can't to have to the king to really um, to really bring down the blessings of uh, healing or blessings in whatever way it may be. So the the concept is that even though the mysterious Senefesh of the first type of tzaddik uh where he completely got rid of all his physicalities is, is, a, is a, almost more true in a certain sense nevertheless the source of their uh, the soul of that type of tzaddik and his comprehension doesn't reach the same level as the second type of tzaddik um that this is the the level of chasad of ma'achos of, of atzilas, chasad of ma'achos of atzilas. So meaning one is the level of chasad of ma'achos of atzilas, and the other type of tzaddik is the level of chachma of um of atzilas. So that's the case, the chachma of, of, a little bit of chachma that has aroused in it is a, uh, does not arouse through this through the mysterious nafesh. Um, meaning that there's no comparison between the intellect and the emotions, meaning the Chachma of machos uh, of is completely higher and beyond the chesed of machzav tziles. So therefore it's able to reach a much higher level. Now, however, also this mysterious nefesh of the level of chachma is truer, is I is guess in a certain sense more true um, down below the mysterious nefesh of chesed, meaning it's much more true that mysterious nefesh of chachma over chesed so that's the case that we can't really compare the two, because the his, because there because there is a hisayrus lamayla, uh, I guess an uh, I guess an inspiration from above, and if whether for the, with for the positive or for the negative, it depends on how the mysterious nephesh is done down below if it is, I guess, more done with a greater depth. Now behold, also with this, these two different levels of tzedekim is connected to the difference between Yosef and the, the tribes, the Shabbat and his brothers. Um, meaning that there's two aspects here, the, con- the concept of acquiring, um, intellect the intellectual capacity of understanding godliness uh from the soul of yesef uh reaches an elevation that uh, is in the level of tzilos and also the mysterious nefesh his mysterious nefesh is even deeper with his with the depth of his heart with a true connection and cleaving to godliness from the depths of the heart therefore that his iris that i guess arousal uh, that is that reaches above is also from a very lofty level now but that doesn't is not applied by the Shabbat and by the brothers um, because they didn't have that same depth and level of connection as Yosef did because they were from the revealed world and, as, uh, and Yosef wasn't so the whole idea of Ben Peres Ali Oin is that Yosef was able to reach the depths of his heart, to bring the depths of his heart to the elevation of um of the of the feminine waters of the, of his machos to place so high that no one else was able to reach, even higher than this the large ayin of the shema and therefore ben payras is in a revealed fashion is able to draw down additional Pahara, additional i guess um light and this additional light and life force is only comes through this elevation of the feminine waters um into a place that is much higher and is that the feminine waters are able to cleave that this the machus is able to cleave to this to Hashem's essence and the Shvatim on the other hand were not able to do that. They their elevation of Malchus of the feminine waters was only up until the large ayin of the name of Shema, which I presume is only the level of Yesai but it wasn't able to reach anything higher than the side. And that suffices for the understanding. And behold, to finish off the mimer, behold, this is just like the analogy of one who uh, shoots a bow and arrow. So you shoot a bow and arrow, it's the further you pull the arrow back, the farther the arrow is going to go. Um, especially when it pointed upwards, it's your, your, the, the analogy works even better that you're pulling lower and it's going to shoot up way higher so meaning to say that any time that the depth of the love and the connection is deeper a deeper connection is almost like going down but that deep connection is going down it will cause an even greater ascension of malchus to the even higher heights um and the opposite can happen as well and similarly, the whole reason for the descent of Shafa down below of this of this light down to influence even the the lowest levels is the reason why it says ben piras a, a second time. Because we had the ben pyras alien, because since we had the ben piras ali ain, It made it possible for this light to come down even to the lowest levels. And that is the end of the Hysafas of Safer Bracious. I hope you enjoyed and have a wonderful day.